0: welcome and welcome back to the show this is real reality realness i am brian k james and i put the mess in the message i am so excited to have this person on the show today they are a recording artist, and i cannot wait to get to know them better ladies gentlemen in every gender or lack thereof in between join me in welcoming to the show k star how are you doing what's up i'm
1: doing well good um a little tired, I've been drinking, but I'm good now. You know, I'm eating breakfast, getting some water, so I'm good now.
0: How are you? I'm doing well, and I'm going to start off the uh, conversation by saying that anything crazy that you say, we're going to blame on the alcohol from last night.
1: That's it. Just say I, I was drunk from last night and it was still here, so we'll go with that.
0: You know, came here straight from the club. God bless you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love that. So, right, right. Speaking of having a good time, what are you most looking forward to from this year?
1: Um actually I'm looking more really um, forward to the boss Baby awards actually. Um mm-hmm. that's gonna be a good time. I went last year, I was nominated last year. It was a great time. Um, very um very prestigious event. It's really nice. They go all out food, decorations, the venue. Um, it's a really nice thing they put on for um, independent artists. Um, it's, it's feel like the Grammys, so I'm really looking forward to that. I'm actually looking forward to my album coming out. It's a video. It's a lot happening. I'm looking forward to the entire
0: year, actually. It's, it's, it's going it to still be a good year. I love that. Mm-hmm. What are you most looking forward to leaving behind in 2022? Hmm. That's a good question. Um
1: twenty twenty two I wanna leave behind is just a lot of doubt, you know. Sometimes you know you as much as, as confident as we all are, sometimes we all have that time like, oh maybe I shouldn't. I don't I wanna leave all the maybe I shouldn't in twenty twenty two. I wanna be able to just be like, you know what? I can for twenty twenty three. If I think it, I'm doing it.
0: <laughs> Absolutely bad. Yeah. Now, for the people who don't know, inform my audience, who is Carl LaVonzel? That's a good question. A lot of people know because you got
1: Carl LaVonzel, you got K-Star, the rapper, two completely (laughs) different entities here. So Carl LaVonzel is, you know, he's cool. He likes to sit down. He don't like a lot of people. Carl LaVonzel just wants to chill, relax. Carl LaVonzel's an actor, um, a host. Just, you know, a cool, laid-back kind of person just like to crack jokes all day and just, you know, relax, you know? Just a, a relaxing person who just like to have fun. But K-Star, on the hand, is, you know, can be a somewhat of a gutter-butt slut. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's where all the raunchiness comes from. Real loud, crazy, aggressive, you know, and just a whore. <laughs>
0: I love that for you.
1: Yeah. So it's two different people.
0: Beautiful. All right. When did you discover music? When I get to what now? When did you discover music?
1: Ooh, I actually discovered... I've always dabbled in music a little bit. Probably like... Ooh. And when I say dabble, I mean dabble. Like I would like write a song every now and then. It wasn't like... It was more like a... I would say like every, for probably at the, over the past like eight years or so, I would like write a song here and there every now and then, test out, you know, do a remix to a song every now and then. You know, it's just real, you know, dabbling because like, I think for the, like the past, what, 10 or 12 years, I took care of my mom. So a lot of time dedicated to me. I didn't really have a lot of, I just did a lot of working. So I didn't really have enough time to dabble in anything. I didn't get really started in entertainment until probably like 2018, 2019. I started mm-hmm. music and when the pandemic hit because um, I had a couple of movies because I was, a, I started off acting. So I had a couple of movies that was lined up for 2020. All of them got canceled for the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And some of those movies just never got revisited. So I think maybe one of them do. And I think one of those are actually coming out this year that we finally did end up filming but um, the rest of it just never revisit them so sitting in the house watching Netflix for like I don't know two or three months I was like uh, I was writing music like okay I can do this you know it was just a press reliever at the time like ooh it would be nice if I could make a song real quick I said too bad everything closed Then come find out I'm scrolling through my Instagram the studios were open but everything else was shutting down so I mm. said you know what why don't I take these songs I write and find me some beats drop some beats and take my <laughs> butt into the studio that's open and then the, and the rest is how it happened I was actually just doing it because I was bored and I was like my friends that you know have been rappers said you know what you should put this out I was like okay let's do it and that's how K-Star came out
0: hmm very nice yeah so how did you land on the stage name K-Star mm. oh you got some great questions okay <laughs> Okay. Well in
1: this entertainment journey, I'm like I say, um, I, I just kinda started I don't know if y'all know Rico Cass and I. We kinda started our journey together. Like our first taste of reality was probably um a radio show. So we were like basically starting the same thing. We had a radio show together. A lot of people don't know that we had a uh, like a three man um reality show called Burst Radio. Wow. <laughs> it, So we had started like in 2018. We were both getting our feet in the ground. Um, We were just doing that. So um, I am a huge Trina fan. Mm -hmm. So Trina's camp is called the Rockstar. So my name was King Rockstar for like years. Mm
2: -hmm. So when I started
1: doing radio, um, I didn't want to be like, you know, what's up, this is King Rockstar. So I just shortened it to K-Star. So K-Star was my radio personality name for a while. And then I would use it for, like, you know, uh, radio, a hosting gig, and stuff like that. So I'm like, I didn't want to have too many different names. So I wanted everybody to know, like, Carl LaVonville, because I don't want to rap as Carl. So, I'm like, that's kind of like, you know, Brad or something. <laughs> it was great for acting, but I don't think a rapper named Carl is going to be like, oh, yeah, that's going to get people going. <laughs> so I was like, let me, what name can I use? I'm like, you know what? I have one already. I use King Rockstar, shortened as K-Star, I'll just continue. I've already known they know it in radio. They know it as hosting. Hey, now I could just I could just add one more, um, you know, notch under the under the belt and just use it as a rap name. So it's basically my Trina, um, my Trina fan name cut in half. So it's King Rockstar um, is what it stands for.
0: And it's K-Star. i I heard bitches. We Listen, love that. we love we the
1: love baddest. It. OK, we love Miss Trina B. I
0: I have to send this to my friend um, Quamel, because he, up until this moment, was the biggest trainer fan that I had ever met. I've never met somebody who actually started oh, rapping. It's a lot of us, it's a lot of us, and it's a
1: couple rappers too. Some of us got songs. Yeah. I've seen some of the tracks that we got together. I got one of the rock stars, we got a song together called Bounce. It's really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: absolutely love that. Shut up. And tell your friend no. he,
1: like, he like it because some of, we all are. I feel like we all have similar characteristics to Trina. So it's me, um, it's Ice, um, it's um, Lil Bit. Y'all would love Lil Bit too. Um, he's uh, I really love it. him and Ice, they are really nice. But yeah, okay. I'll give y'all some of that stuff so you can see who they are. But they all, we are all big Trina fans. We all, I got a Trina remix song, Ice does, Lil Bit do. He'll love it. Tell your friends, get with me. I will give him all the tea. He'll love it.
0: <laughs> now, I know you mentioned that Carl and K-Star are two completely separate people, but can you describe what the actual difference is that draws the line between the two? Um, draw the line for me with, with between the two is that
1: K-Star, uh, well, Carl is kind of like who I That's like who I am on a regular basis. That's mm-hmm. who um, you know, like the I'm the type of person that's like I'm real business oriented. I like to make sure things are done right. I try to make sure I'm on time all the time, and you know I like to do all the behind the scenes to make sure like the paperwork is done. Basically, um, it's real relationship oriented. Real, you know, just relaxed. I'm it's like I'm kind of a cool, laid back person. K Star, the line is with K Star is like when it's type with entertainment time. When it's entertainment time, I go full into K Star mode. So that is just straight entertainment. So from the time I walk into a venue, you know, you'll probably hear me before you see me. Um, loud, ghetto, it's a whole, it's, it's a, it's like, it is my personality, but it's like, up just a notch. And it's just who I am. I embody that because that's how the personality that I embody when it's time for me to get on the stage. So I just embody it all the way through and through. And then, um, yeah, I'll just be ready for action. It helps me to do everything. It's just the person going to be you know, really about that person. So it's a lot with that, but that's the only line I think I draw. Just for this entertainment purpose, is K Star. But before we get anything involved, is Carl
0: Lavonville. So. I totally get that. Yeah, totally. And that—that's kind of like the line between Jordan and Brian. Jordan is my real name. Um, okay. You know, Jordan is like you know, completely lives in a bubble to himself. Exactly. (laughs) Very introverted. Like, like I say that Jordan and Brian are two halves of the same ambivert. So, so Jordan is the introvert. Brian is the extrovert. So when I come on the mic, when it's time to do the radio, when it's time, time to, you know, grab the mic and host do corresponding, do all of that stuff. It's Brian K. James. And then once that mic turns off, Jordan has entered the chat exactly. but you won't I'm there because Jordan won't speak period see, that's <laughs> what it is.
1: <laughs> so, like, see when it, Carl and K-Star they both laugh we both talk but like K-Star I feel like it's gonna look at it like the person man Carl Avonzo handles all K-Star stuff like he'll do mm-hmm. all the behind the scenes stuff and when it's time to get it I'll be like I'll come as K and then Carl will handle everything else so it's a nice balance ah. you need it <laughs>
0: Absolutely. The The only analogy that I've been able to give to describe Jordan and Brian is have you seen the movie Catwoman? Yes. Oh, yes. You uh, with Allie, right? Yes. Yeah, so, like, how you know, patience was before she died? Mm hmm. That's Jordan. Then, yes. you remember how she was once the cat blew in her nose? Mm hmm. Brian Caden. That's my movie. Yeah, there we go. That makes sense. That's exactly how it is. But back to you. <laughs> it's probably the moment that you knew you were talented. <coughs> Excuse me. Um,
1: I've actually known that I was a talented person. I was probably about five years old. I've always known that it was something about me. I've always wanted to be in entertainment. I think when I was younger, I would say things like they used to ask me like what I want to be when I grow up, I would always say things like, Oh, I wanna be a doctor or oh I wanna be a lawyer because I feel like that was like the politically correct answer. I've My always wanted to be in entertainment since I was a kid, like always. And when I was in high school I was really taking the steps into doing that, but I had so many people around me that talked me out of it, saying, No, you need to go to college first and need to do all that and then i'm thinking like okay well i go to college maybe can i i'll probably major in drama. no you don't want to do that and so i just went and did something complete so i majored in criminal justice you know went to school done that spent four years in michigan msu um moved down to texas and i'm like i just start working in like the criminal justice field and i'm just looking like this is cool and everything i just i don't want to do this (laughs) <laughs> so just like I've always known I was telling that at the time I didn't really know what it is I just knew acting like I was so dramatic I like I know acting is what I do and I actually love acting that's like my first passion I love doing it um yeah music was um I've always wanted to but I was like I didn't know if I had that that umph to make my own music so I'm like I don't know how that's gonna come out I mean, that's coming that's straight me like I have to you know if I pick my own beats, write my own hooks, write my own verses, I'm like, can I even do that? Like, <laughs> act acting's easy. The script's already there, you just read it. So, you know, uh, that music, that's my own script. So like, yeah, I've always known that I had something. It was just growing up to find out exactly what that something was.
0: Nice. What do you think the ratio is of your dreams being nurtured growing up and you having to be your own cheerleader?
1: um oh they're so,
0: so. they they were not nurtured as much i think um a lot of
1: I guess the people around me my family and friends people i've grown up with they nurtured it more as i i think probably in my early 20s they were kind of like you know yeah you should be looking at entertainment i'm looking at them like really now y'all, but now y'all like, y'all want to say that maybe I should take a look at some entertainment because y'all can see that for me, but y'all didn't see it for me growing up, but you know, whatever. <laughs> We're not gonna this. So I had to end up being my own. I think um, when I was, so at around 21, 22, that was hearing this, I'm like, I should start getting into it. Life hits, my mom had a mental disability. Um, I ended up having to take care of her for like the next 10 years so i didn't really have i re- it didn't really leave a lot of room to go like out of town um do anything outside of go to work and make sure you know she was good so um maybe 10 years later i should have moved to texas with my sister and, and unfortunately she ended up passing in 2019 and um once she ended up once um she ended up leaving and going to stay with my sister that's when that was like 2019 that's when i actually got into entertainment it's like As soon as I didn't have to do, I have a responsibility of taking care of somebody. I immediately went to what I felt like I should have been doing years earlier. I'm like I just didn't have the capacity to do it, but I did now. So I'm going to jump here first and do it, and the rest, I guess, as they say, is history. I just start building a name for
0: myself. Mm. Tell me about the scene or. Tell me about the scene that you watched or describe the moment for me that sparked your journey into acting. What was it that you saw that was like, oh, I need to do that?
1: Honestly, for me, um, we weren't the type of kids that did a lot of, it, it started from as a kid. So I didn't mm-hmm. really watch a lot of movies growing up. Like I, everything we did, we were like the typical cliche children. We watched like Lion King cartoons on Saturday morning. We didn't really do too many like movie movies and I didn't really see anything. But so it was for me is that when I was in school, we did, they put on a lot of plays in my school and I would always file for like the lead roles, always would get them and always would kill them. So that is what actually was my passion for acting was actually school um play is what got me wanting to do it and as I got older I started seeing movies you know people like you know um, actually I used to really like Martin Lawrence Will Smith were like two of my favorite ones and I just really wanted to do what I saw them do that's that once I got like a little older but yeah it was more so that it was more like watching Martin especially because I just like the impromptu like you know jokes and how they were like kind of do their own thing and write it into the thing, and I really think that's how I would shine. In. Like, give me a, a script and let me just kind of wing it, and I think that would be magic. <laughs> All right.
0: So, if you had a choice today, do you think you would you would steer your career more towards stage because you discovered it first, or more towards film because you think that would be where? You would, you would be able to shine at?
1: Um, actually, I wouldn't mind either or. Um, I feel like the more shine, the, I, I feel like the more shine of what I like the most, I like the camera. Cause like something about seeing myself like on a TV screen or in a movie theater or, you know, seeing my name in on, in headlights or on billboards, something about, I, some I, I feel like I would like to see that. It's just like a personal thing for me. That's like a mm-hmm. personal accomplishment for me. So that's, what I feel like I would get more of that from film rather than play. Plays more intimate too, because I love, what I love about plays is that it's like, it's right, it's live. So it's just like, <laughs> oh, the mistakes that you make and then you cover it up and you get engaged to the audience. And it's like, it reminds me a lot of those Tyler Perry plays. You know, you'll say somebody and do something that's funny. You laughing, but you got to stay in character. It's so funny. It's fun. But I feel like um, stage plays are a great practice for like film and TV. Like great practice. I will always recommend anybody do plays first. Yeah, set you up. Especially when it's time to memorize them lines. I might need to go back because my memory's
0: so bad I need to go back to plays. <laughs> 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 so if you can think about it now, what's the role that you're waiting to play? What's the what's your dream role waiting on? that is a great question Um,
1: ooh, my dream role actually my dream role to play is two actually what <laughs> if my dream role is to play like you know in a, like a really graphic horror movie where mm-hmm. people are getting killed and I would like to do like you know I want to be the black person that at least fights back and I do want to die a very gruesome death just really close to the end Okay. I really want to die on screen like gruesomely like all chopped up about it like my lower half get chopped up or something like that I would really want to do that that's really one a role I want to play and I want to play a very dramatic role something very different from me like um, in this independent um, I guess film world I've been typecasted I think the one of the very first roles I played I played like a cheat and trade type boyfriend and I've mm-hmm. been played I've played that role so I can't play that role no more so <laughs> A lot oh. of times, yeah. Then I, I think somebody actually, I, um, I'm actually going for another role where I play like a very flamboyant gay and it's like every time somebody sends me a role, it's the same two roles. I'm either a very flamboyant gay or I'm somebody's trade boyfriend and it's like no variation in between there. Like one, I've had other roles where I played a husband to a white, a white girl. I played um, somebody's drunk father. And I appreciate those have roles because they're very different. And I just want, I think I really like to play something very dramatic, like something like, you know, um, let me try to think, like, like J-Lo and Enough, or, you know, Will Smith and I Am Legend or something. I want to play something like that.
0: That's a very specific example. That's yes. probably my favorite for <laughs> Lopez movie.
1: Yes, I love that movie. So those, those and I Am Legend with Will Smith, those two right there are like, Roles that I would like to play, especially the, those two specifically. I would
0: like to play those. So. Very nice. Very nice. What's the name of your biopic and who do you want to play you, young? <laughs> oh, the name of
1: my biopic would be, I would guess it would be K Star. A roller coaster, <laughs> this is what I would call it. Um, it's a lot of events that's happened to lead up to where we are, and there's still things that are ha- is happening right now. Um, who would I like to play me? Oh, that was that's I never thought about that. I've always always thought about who I would like to play. <laughs> Nobody's ever asked that. <laughs> um, <laughs> who would I like to play me? Um. Hmm, no, I'm really thinking over here.
2: <laughs>
1: um I would like to play me. Even old I mean he's older, but it would have been, been like, a lot of the new ones I don't really know that well. I ain't even gonna hold you. And I feel it so bad like if they ask like who's the new actor? I'm like, I do not know these names. I know faces, not names. <laughs> but I know I really was a big fan of Tay Diggs. I would have really picked if I was, you know, he was younger than me. He would have been a great person to play me. Love um, that. Yeah, and there's another one. Um, I think his name is Damon. Um, the one of Dayton Late I know my first name. Damon, he's the one dating Lori Harvey currently. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah okay. Sure, last yeah. name I can't get. Yeah, last name I know him. Either one of those two. They're nice, okay. dark skin, attractive men. I think they could really uh, do
0: me justice, you know. Awesome. So, flipping that around, who's who? Whose life would you like to bring to the screen? Oh, it?
1: Oh, great. Okay, so who uh, I would like to bring to? I would like to do. I would do a Martin Lawrence biopic, and I would like to play Martin. Mm-hmm. I would do that. Um, I would like to play. <laughs> oh so many people i would play i'm trying to think i'm trying to get my narrow down to my top <laughs> um i would like to play martin i would like to play jamie fox i would like to play um oh bernie yeah. matt <laughs> yeah
0: yeah
1: i would like to play those people like if they ever had a biopic i would literally go
0: like okay i got i'm gonna I'm go audition for that I can just see you saying, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Okay. I, like right, good, I, can good. I can I can get right in
2: there. You yeah. That's what I can
0: study it, and I will definitely nail that. <laughs> oh, I need that biopic any goddamn way, but I can totally yeah, see come me. on. Absolutely. Because I'm, like, you know, <laughs> it's so crazy because I didn't realize how much of a Bernie Mac fan I was until he died. Like I'm until st- he died, me too. Same I'm here. Fucked st- up over that. Mm-hmm. Like I think about him today, and I'm like, I still can't believe Bernie Mac. Gone. Can't like, believe
1: he gone. Really? Like how? Yeah, he was taken way too soon for my Yeah, person. like yeah, like I'm I'm still fucked up over
0: that. Great. Oh. Who is the person in your life who you think deserves to have their story told on the screen based on the impact that they've had on you?
1: That's very easy. Um, My best friend that just recently passed, what, two weeks ago? Um, Danita Deshawn. Danita Rashawn Bailey. Um, We've been friends since I was like, we were like 14 and this lady has been through so much and since we were kids all up until um her untimely passing a couple of weeks ago and I really feel like people don't know a lot of everything that she had to deal with her her life was a telenova. like it was just like if it wasn't relationship issues she was having issues with somebody family issues um Oh, wasn't that star about the web series world? She was uh, constantly in something like she was. She'd been great for like reality TV. Like her story definitely needs to be told. It was always something. It was never a dull moment with her. So I honestly feel like yeah, D. Rashad would have been perfect for her own um, story to be told. It needs to be told honestly.
0: My condolences. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah jumping back into the music a little bit okay about your writing process and how you go about creating your hits oh that's a great question all right so when it's a thing, one thing about I'm going to take a little
1: bit you know I'm a little just a snitch long-winded I was, I was, I'm a storyteller then, <laughs> so
0: uh... for that because my question <laughs> for you to go on tangents. Okay, so. that's I'm
1: about to go on a tangent. Okay, so when yeah. it comes to this rap music, especially within the LGBTQ community, it is so much, it's like, everybody's talking about like, let's go back to like, female rappers. How it's always mm-hmm. like, they feel like it can only be one and they always fit one against the other. When the LGBT scene, this pretty much goes about the same way, and I feel like it's really really sad. people are like secretly in competition with each other I don't get why we're all independent some of us may chart some of us may not but at the end of the day don't nobody really know that many don't really know any of us for that matter so I don't understand what the issue be so me on the other hand when I go to meet go into my I guess my writing bag I kind of think about me When I make music, I make music based off the music and the artists that I like and what I want to hear. So a lot of you will hear a lot of that influence in the music. And when I go writing, I'm thinking like, okay, I want to know when I go write a song. I know exactly what I want to be about. So Mm -hmm. first step for me is searching beats. You get a lot of producers, get a lot of beats. We have a lot of uh, different platforms where we can listen to you know beats for purchase and i just shuffle for beat after beat after beat and i only like beats that grab me in the first five to ten seconds you got five to ten seconds when that beat starts to make me say i want to know more if i don't want to it, if it's the first five seconds and i'm not interested we go on to the next one so nice. that's first that's the first thing So when i finally let's say i found that beat that i like it grabbed me in that first five seconds now i gotta be like i gotta listen to the whole so- beat like eight times to be like okay where mind frame is this put me in this put me in a club standing? Does this make me want to whoop somebody's ass does it make mm-hmm. me want to fuck does it like where because more likely my topics usually are those i'm either gonna fight fuck or you know dance it's usually where my topics because that's music i like listen to like i have a variety of different artists that i like but even the ones that do different type of music, if they have a song that I like, it's usually one of those three topics. So usually my songs are one of those three topics, fighting, fucking, or dancing. And I do have some different ones on my new album that's coming out. That's me trying to, you know, think outside my box. I got a love song coming, a tribute song coming, um, just so I can do things a little differently. But um, for the most part, it's going to be classic K-Star. And then when I get it, I just kind of, my thing right now, I kind of do my thing like the formula. Like um, I listened to a lot of what I what I what I've been doing, I guess before when I first started. Okay, when I first started, I was just writing just for me. But now I be kind of like figure out what everybody liked on my last album, and then I listened to a lot of hit records and trying to see what formula are they using. So I study the you know the hook, the chorus, um, the you know what is it about that drew people in. What is about the song? What are they doing that's drawing people into, you know, making this a hit? And I try to craft my song like that, like using that formula. But then now I have to write it. So it's a process sometimes. And I feel like when life be life in, sometimes you just, my the mind goes blank. And I just be like, okay, um, yeah, what do I do in here? Because <laughs> I'm just sitting here, the beat's playing. I know I got a title for the song, but I don't really know what I want to say in it. So what I've been doing now is just like, um, being more confident in my writing. Cause like, I got a lot of friends, like they're lyricists and I'm not a lyricist. I'm like a, like what you call like, you know, I got different type of rappers. I'm more for like a performance rapper. I'm more like, I'm going to give you a show. Like I'm what you call entertainment. Like you, I got my, I got some of my rap friends that are like lyricists. They give up bars, they real deep. They get, they got bar after bar after bar. They can write off the dome. They go in. And I compare myself to that a lot because I'm like, well, I don't do that. So it's just like, am I not rapping right? But you have to tell yourself that it is so many different types of styles. And that is the that is like the biggest um, turn on to me about music. Because everybody's different. Everybody expresses themselves stuff differently. And then when you collab and put those together, it's like such a beautiful thing. So like when you got somebody with my style with like um, me and um, Tella, we got a group called Hood Hold, and we compliment everybody say well, it remind us a little bit of like, you know, JT and young Miami a little bit because it's like, he go hard and I bring the fun. So it's just like, it, it, it works for each other. So it's like, that's I, I really like that about it. And then my writing process is kind of like what now is kind of like, just, bitch, just do you do you and it's not worrying about nobody else cause you're doing it because it's fun. You like it. If I could sit there and just reform all day, every day, but until I, you know, die. I would be okay with that. Performance is fun. The studio is fun. Writing is fun. Sitting there with your friends drinking as y'all got, you know, y'all pen and paper out doing y'all thing. Y'all, you know, exchanging ideas. All that entire process is fun. Then you get other creatives come to the studio. They put they two send in. It's just like, it's a great time. It's just fun all the way around the whole process.
0: So I love it. Nice. What was your first 16? <laughs> what was that question? I thought I am her laughing. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, what was your first 16 about? Oh, my first 16. Oh my God. when well, not I write my first 16? Actually,
1: my very first 16 was actually a breakup song, actually. It was, I had just recently broke up with an ex. Oh, this was years ago. Mm-hmm. Almost probably 10 years ago now. Um, I had wrote a, a song a verse it was like a song I don't think I can remember why I went <laughs> I,
2: don't
1: oh, I don't remember it I don't remember it <laughs> There's nothing I always forget my lyrics but, <laughs> but um, I don't know what stuff My I was telling something I was just like over the situation how he kept trying to come back into my life and he kept um, fucking up <laughs> And I was basically telling him, like, bitch, you can get the fuck out." So that was like the very first thing I wrote.
0: Love that. Mm-hmm. Now, over the process of the years that you've been writing music, what do you think is the realest thing you've ever written?
1: Oh, most of, let me see. The realest thing I probably, would probably is the new song I have on my second album um it's called um shooting star it's a tribute song it's kind of like a tribute to my mom um i had a a, um a boyfriend that passed um what in 2020 i think it was 20 yeah 2020. Um, and uh, my grandmother and i wrote a tribute song to them but now I have to add a, I'm trying to think if I need to rewrite it. Cause it was kind of, it was a very general type verse, but it was more so. I know my, my best friend just recently passed, so I think I might have to tweak it just a, a little bit. But um, that is the realest thing I've ever written. Cause like, um, like a lot of people, um, when you're dealing with a lot of musicians, they like to take their emotions and put it into their music. Cause it's like an outlet for them. Me and music is opposite for me Um, why do you like I when I'm like I'm feeling sad I'm feeling down I feel like I need to go to the studio and let it out I'm not that type of artist I go to artists like the studios are fun for me so my music reflects my mood when I'm in um, the studio like I just told you earlier it's, it's a good time we laugh and we drink and we party and that's what my music feels like because that's what the studio is for me that's what music is for me Um, sad songs are nice but I feel like I love and that's the thing about me I love like I'm a real 90s R&B fan I love like the sad songs but I'm not a singer and I'm like I rap sad songs are okay to me honestly just me personally I've never been a fan of a sad rap song ever no matter who makes it like I love Trina Down, and she got a couple of them but I just never really care for but it's just like I love that for her, but it's just like, I don't really like that. And I definitely can't go to the studio and give you like, a, and I'm doing it now. And it is like, I can't even get through the song. Like every, I cannot get through it without like just breaking the hell down. I'm trying to figure out how the hell I'm gonna get through song. The, the song's done. I just can't even record it. First, mm. uh, soon as the music starts, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I don't know if I can do this. And so I got my, one of my good friends, Jamar, um, he's actually singing on the hook. And um, he's finished his part, and he's, he's trying to give you motivation to be like, bitch, just go ahead, cry it out, <laughs> but you're going to finish this song. So, um, yeah, that's probably the realest song I've written, and I can't wait till you guys, you know, get to share that with me, and I get to share that with y'all. But, um, yeah, that that would be the one right there. It probably might be the last one y'all hear, because I don't like being sad in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you on that. Yeah. But the ones that do like it, most power to y'all. I just, I, I can't personally.
0: I don't go there to, to the outlet. I go there to have a good time. <laughs> he said, if y'all wanna say a sad song, go stream, here we go by Trina. There you go. Don't
1: get here you go with Trina and y'all go cry over there. I don't wanna hear that. No actually shit. out of everybody's song, that's one of the songs by Trina I cannot sing. But here we
0: go. I do, not like the song. He said, go stream, wish I never met you, and call yeah, me Yeah, now, yeah. <laughs>
1: Go on that and get your get your day and get get it on with it. I don't I don't want to. I'll be that. singing single again and you know nasty bitch, you know.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what oh. I want to do That's my favorite. Um what is one song of yours that would allow my audience to instantly get to know you? Mm, um ooh.
1: get to know me. Let me see. All my, I feel like my first album, Rockstar, is kind of like, uh, would be, every song is a different personality of me, because you got like, I got a song called Kill the Vibe, and that's when me was just, you know, chilling, don't kill my vibe, have a good time, you know, um, I'm just out here, you know, trying to meet people, vibe people, take you home if you want to, and we just having a good time, please don't kill our vibe, we out here having a good time, I don't need no negative energy. So there, it's like it's like a it's like different shades. It gives every song gives a shade on the now. Bunny Pussy is a song of you know me just letting everybody know that you know it's nothing's better than what you than this over here. So you having sex with this, you already know it's gonna be a good time. And explaining to you, you know, that you know what Bunny Pussy is. Um, so and, and that you know that I do, I have that, I'm holding that. And then oh. you have a song called Mad, which was a slight diss to somebody that. Um, we'll remain nameless. We're not beefing anymore. But um <laughs> it was like a slight <laughs> diss song. And um yeah, some things about some of his activities in the song about him, you know, doing coke in the bathroom and, you know, getting his ass whooped by me. And, you know, just to put all that into a song. So it was called Mad. Um Yeah, then I have um King's Getting Money. I did with Rico with the K. Shout out to Rico with the K. He's been doing his thing as well. That's my brother. Um
0: he was doing
1: yeah that's kind of like just us two, we was, that was like a vibe song like hey we talking our shit we getting money and y'all ain't fucking with us we kings and that's what it is and then we have what else Let me, I'm just going down track list uh, cool. we got set it off uh, set it off uh, a little history behind set it off set it off was actually originally written for the web series set it off when I was um, the first pilot season that Never Made Air um I have wrote that song, and it's supposed to have been, most of the cast supposed to been on it, but um, I ended up getting fired from that show, because um, I got into it with the producer about, you know, we had um, some, what they call them, some artistic differences about how the show should be ran, and me, um, I think at the time, I was more um, experienced in entertainment and film than he was. And uh-huh. he, it, it was like you know, you don't know, artist sensitive about this shit. They don't want nobody telling them. Anything. So I guess he didn't like like me because I'm real. I'm gonna tell you if it don't look right, I'm not gonna tell everybody like, oh my god, that is so nice. Yes, please, without. I was like, oh no, don't put that out. And here's some ideas. So if this what you're going with, and and you actually was gonna put this out and thought it was okay, yeah, we need to talk. And they didn't really like that, so that caused me to get fired. But I still had the song, so. um... I didn't have to put everybody on it, so I had two cast members. Actually I had met on I had met on that platform, Bust Sound and Tell It. And um Yeah. Put them on there and that basically just was like just talking our shit. We about to set it off, we the baddest niggas in here. So yeah. My album basically says who I am. I slap the shit out of you, I will fuck the shit out of you, and I will party with you too. <laughs> so I yeah That'd be it for me. So it'd be about like the whole album. I think the one that I probably... My favorite one would probably be Buddy. That's my favorite. That was the one I added the last. And I was like, I gotta add this song on here. But I heard the beat. I was like, I have to do a song to this beat. And I have to have this on the album. And that is my number one stream song.
0: Well, I'm sure that that title has something to do with it. Of that's It's a, a lovely <laughs> title. Listen, you hear Buddy Pussy bitches want to know more. I... I, my cat is curious, I must say.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Y'all stream, buddy.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, please stream, buddy. Pussy. She'll never get enough streams. Stream, stream. Do some TikToks to it. That's what we're trying to get it over the TikTok. That'll put please. her where it needs
0: to be. Now, who are your top five? My top five, what? Rappers.
1: Somehow I knew you were gonna ask that question. I just knew you were gonna ask that question. Okay, my top five rappers for me, Lord, you can tell your top five people trying to force their opinions on you. My top five rappers for me would be Misty Elliott, nice. Ludacris,
0: nice.
1: Um, mhm. I love Little Kim.
0: Nice.
1: Um, Trina, of course, she's this is my top five, so she's definitely going in there. And honestly, a lot of people are probably gonna be like, "Oh my God, I can't believe he said it." Nicki Minaj, I love Nicki. Why would people be surprised? Because I'm like, you know, I'm just not the biggest nikki fan. But she don't realize I'm not the big Nicki fan. I don't like really Nicki's personality, but I can't deny her talent. Like, she's a she's an artist to study. Like. You can't deny that from her. And a lot of people that like don't like her personality they try to downgrade or downplay the talented person that she is. and like i said i've never been a hater she do some things that i don't agree with but yeah when it comes to music yeah i will go ahead and listen to a nikki song and embody something yeah we're not going to play that game so yes as far as like you know delivery um style yeah, she's definitely one to one to talk to talk about so yeah as my top five the Ludacris, Missy Elliott. Um, Look him, Nicki Minaj, and Trina for me. And nice. honorable mentions, Cash Doll, because I'm from Michigan. So Cash Doll was like queen for me.
0: Love that. I was mm-hmm. just binging her Instagram the other day. Yeah, love Cash. What are your thoughts on the current state of hip hop? Honestly, I kind
1: of like where, well, you know, when it comes to hip hop, you know, that's it's a, it's a Black people honestly it started with us and you know black people are a little bit stubborn for change for people who have, uh, for a race of people who has been through so much it bo- it boggles me how we can't we're not as open because sometimes I feel like hip-hop has been kind of like in the same state since it came about in the 80s it's been like the same it's pretty it's still a predominantly straight male-dominated industry um females i love the stride females are finally making in hip-hop like it's been it's long overdue and also the fact that we have some lgbt artists coming here making a little wave too shout out to sophie and lil Nas x like this breaking barriers so you are seeing the ra- like lgbt rappers are coming like by the truckloads now so i feel like it's very open these days and it could um the state of hip hop is, is, is open for change, honestly. I feel that's where we're at right now, and it could be a very beautiful thing probably in the next 10 years, where we could get everybody have some representation in this community, which would be nice. Because, I mean, I, I love a female rapper. They talk about stuff, but I really can't relate with some of that stuff because it's, it's not coming from my perspective. <clears throat> when it comes to straight male rappers, we not going, we're going to we call a spade a spade. It's all the same thing: drugs, bust, and which is cool. Like I said, I got my three. <coughs> excuse me, topics that I like to talk about, and we all know what theirs are. They love big booty bitches, money, and gang shit. That's cute. I love that, but I personally do not. I don't resonate with that because I don't live that lifestyle. As Chicago was saying, that ain't me. I don't live that lifestyle, so I don't know. Really, I don't really want to hear your NBA young boys and. Yeah, little babies, and I can't resonate with it. Like some people just love some little trap music, and you know, you a nurse, and you out here listening to your trap music, going to work. I never like that's never been a lifestyle. Not only was the lifestyle I never lived, is a lifestyle I was never interested in. So here's somebody rapping about it. I never care to hear it. So it's just like when I hear it, maybe come up yeah yeah, got the gat, I'm about to shoot these bitches. You know, I'm a blood. I'm. I'll be. I'll be like, you know what? Let me get some. Put Keisha Cole or something on, cause I want to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear that. And I like I said, there's nothing wrong with that because apparently a lot of people feel like they need some they need some um you know, some hood stuff in their life. And that's great for them. I'm just not that person. So when you're making your, you know, your party tracks, your you know, your sex tracks, your even your love songs with your ninety R and B and all that stuff, even the current R and B you, you um um, your scissor and your uh, money long and all of that stuff. I'm, I'm here for all of it, but it's just the fact that I feel like men have really just dominated the whole thing. They can't do no wrong. I've listened to people like Blueface that just make put out crap and he is famous. It's just like, what has happened here? And like, but you're a straight man in this industry. It's just like, it's a lot easier to move about. And I feel like Gays have been making music for a long time, and the fact that we get a little bit of recognition in this industry right now, I feel like the state of hip hop is really, really changing. And there, I mean, the door is cracked; it's not all the way open, but I feel like we got a foot in, and we we waving our fingers in the crack of the door. So, I'm I'm, I'm here for it. I'll, I'll I'll deal with the finger crack because I can
0: do a lot with a crack. I love it. Period. Describe the moment that you'll feel that you've made it as an artist. Um,
1: Honestly? I really, um, I, the moment I recorded my first album and put it out, I've made it to me already. I have a fan base, I have supporters, I have people who buy my albums to um, stream my singles. Um, granted, it ain't like, you know, the Truckloads, would be nice? But, um, yeah, I don't really do it for fame. I do it because I enjoy it. This is what I like to do. So, if I don't never get to, you know, superstardom or, you know, nothing happens, I'll be fine with it. I'll be okay with where I'm at right now. To me, I've always made Every time I get up and
0: do what I like to do, I have made it. Absolutely love that. Period. What do you think music is missing right now? Me. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> music um, to me is missing honestly it's missing to me originality um, we are doing a lot of this it's so many remakes out Like now it's just like it was remakes out when I was a kid and now that I'm you know a super adult now it's just like y'all, they made, y'all remaking songs that came out when I was like, like not even 8 years ago like what are why are you remaking this already like these songs still bump in the club and y'all remaking them like i don't understand it it's like nobody's going to be original and um another thing that people um what is missing is people need to give um it's people's ability to let people artists be artists like everybody wants everybody to sound the same so oh everybody gotta sound like this person oh this person's the goat y'all gotta sound like this this person's the goat you gotta sound like that it's everybody is artist is art for a reason like just like right. it you can fit you can like jay-z and you can like blueface i don't know why you would but hey blueface might do something that have something for you but there are two totally different artists and it's okay to like the both you can't just be the you know i'm a you know nah super fan and everybody else is trash like i just like i feel like they, they're just missing that ability to let everybody just be artists that's, that's what it's missing and it's missing me of course it'd be a lot it'd be a fun place if i was it well i agree, <laughs> but, you know i need to be in the in the mix mix well so, yeah, y'all need me <laughs>
0: i love that now on the content creation side you host a podcast called The Corporate Mouth with Friend of the Show, Tramiel. yes. Shout out to my other best friend, Tramel. Shout out to him, yes. Big shout out to, to Tramel. Hey, friend. Hey, um, how <laughs> about that show and how you guys put that show together?
1: Okay, so Corporate Mouth came about when that was actually oh that's good let me i'll tie this into what i talked about earlier because remember i was saying earlier i started entertainment so i was at the radio show all that stuff corporate mouth actually came first because i knew i needed to do something to um get myself in the door and i'm looking like okay because i was like i was trying out some stuff and doing all types of things and everybody's like like you know what have you done recently and i was like uh nothing this is gonna be the first one and They like, um, OK, well, we need like a clip or something like I need to do something. So what could I do? It's going to give me my um, basically just give me something that I can give you my personality. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they can get my personality and they can get my, um, you know, I, I can kind of like have the leeway to do it how I want to do so that was actually the corporate mountain and Tremel was in a such place that he was just getting started in entertainment he was just um getting started i do know he's appeared on Gstat his very first season and he was like well all i do is model at the time he said i don't really know what else um i could do and i'm like well bitch i'm thinking about starting a podcast and you know talk about you know some web three event personal event um you know current events celebrity news let's start a podcast and that's what ended up how we ended up with corporate mouth we just started in the living room and next thing we know it started getting bigger and bigger we start interviewing artists and yeah that's the rest became history and we just kept doing it we go and we kept corporate mouth going for like another two years until we both start the, we, he started i think he started music first and then i followed suit and that's kind of like why y'all not really see the corporate mouth because we be in our respective fields we've been pulled he's doing his R&B journey I'm doing my rap journey and then we get like you know bookings and other things that we got going on so it really left no time to tackle the corporate mouth so that kind of like we just like all right, we might need to try something else now
0: so in the line of thinking of trying something else because I love the title corporate mouth that is that is such an earworm for me I think that's such a brilliant name do you right. think there would be a possibility of transitioning your working relationship from a podcast to maybe some sort of musical project and doing some sort of R&B, rap, collaborative project be, be, between the two of you?
1: We have been asked that question so many times that we have thought, because me and Tramiel have about, um, a couple, we, we've always been... Huge supporters of each other. And we have songs. So he has song his new album with me on it. I have one on my second album. It's like I really don't like doing an album without him. If um, we always have some song, but we are thinking about doing like a little mini EP of just me and him, like a RB rap type collab between the two of us. So um that is something that we are considering. So I would just say stay tuned for that because y'all might be getting one of
0: those. So this is the OVO at. So this is the OVO and EXO project that we didn't know that we were that we've been asking for Period
1: y'all might be seeing that pretty soon because we were definitely in talks of that. So y'all might be seeing that
0: T Have you ever heard of the game called this or that? I have Do you want to play with me? Of course So let's do it Yay Okay buy jewelry or buy property property get your body done or stay natural mm, stay natural Sign to a label stay indie indie lyricism or talking shit talking shit <laughs> rapper for the feature or get a singer
1: Me, uh, oh,
0: rapper for the future. That's me, rapper for the feature. Okay. Be in a group or stay a solo artist? Ooh,
1: both of them.
0: But, um... Me, I like to play. I play well, uh, but it's probably a group for me. Nice. Go on tour or have a residency? Tour, I like to travel. Residency is good money though, but mm-hmm.
1: yeah, tour, I'm gonna do
0: tour, I like to. I just stick to what I like, so tour. Love that. Sexy video or serious video?
1: <laughs>
0: Sexy, I'm not serious about shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> too better. Oh, okay. Win a Grammy or win a BET award?
1: honestly bt's from black people yeah i do the i did a bt for period
0: okay have a feature or leave it a solo song Ooh, have a feature i love collaborative with artists definitely
1: feature over solo song any day.
0: nice having a do a mixtape with all original music or do an old school jack and the beats tape oh I like a new one with all original music I love original music I would do I'm not against uh, remakes though but yeah original music for me sweet release an album or release an EP uh uh-uh. uh and the
1: legal attention span is not all that well 15 minutes they, they moved on to the next EP
0: <laughs> EP <laughs> me please do a turn up song or do an emotional song You already know. Turn up, turn up, turn up. It was on the list. I just figured, why not? You already
1: know. know (laughs) Turn up all
0: day. Now, the actual framing of this question is, "What are you working on that we should be looking forward to?" But I know that you're working on the second album, so I want to ask, what had? What do you think we're going to? feel or learn about you as far as your as far as your progression from your first record to your second
1: oh that's a very good question um so from the first album of course the first album came out in 2020 um the new album was called king shit the first album was rockstar um that came out in 2020 the new album will be called king shit and it excuse me it is coming out about around june of this year you're gonna see the uh lyrical growth um, you're definitely gonna see that um it's gonna give you the same feel the other one was kind of like a little um, my i guess the rock star was giving like i had like you know your i had like a fight song on there like you know real aggressive song on there i've had um so you know real sexual songs on here i think this other one is like this this new one's gonna be like a vibe so um yeah it's gonna be a real vibe it's gonna be a real like if you really want to party you're definitely gonna like this song like this song is for any twerking party so like you can put the k, this k star kingship album with any party and it will be it's gonna be lit um you're gonna learn see my my growth and my transition from you know doing just twerk like i said i got my free subject you know fucking fighting or partying and i actually have a love song that's on there called can i be um, with the R&B feature. I'll tell y'all about that more um, as we get closer to it. Um, I actually have, like I said, the tribute song that I have on there as well. There's gonna be two sides of me that you're not gonna, you're not gonna listen, you're not used to seeing for Face star. I actually have a, um, I actually also did like a remix, it's gonna be on the Hood Holes, we have an EP coming out. Me and Tell It, our group does. And I did a song, um, I remixed um, Lola Brooks' Don't Play With It song and that's going to be different for me too y'all have never heard it's the more of more aggressive side of me that y'all have not seen and y'all going to see a lot of the growth in me over the past couple of years I've been working so I've been like trying to hone in on my craft doing different things to kind of like you know sh- you know kind of I guess you know sharpen my skills as an artist like so I can just be a little bit more versatile so y'all will see that in this new the lyrics less grown the um, subject matter has grown um and um yeah, you'll see. You'll see that y'all will be y'all are with me for on this journey.
0: We love a verse rapper, you We got to work, don't we? We love versatility. We, lo- we love showing the judges versatility. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now I know that you've mentioned that you love original music, but mm-hmm. if you had the opportunity to remake a classic song, which one would it be? why I'm glad you asked that there was one song I was really trying to and mind you
1: I, I met a producer that had the beat of mm. the song that I wanted to remake can you believe he sold that damn song and I couldn't use it my heart what? was broken because <laughs> I was writing like I've never heard a song that I just could write to like instantly and like literally one minute flat like oh I can write to this like right now and as I'm getting down, I'm like, all right, let me go get something. Like, we're gonna get this. And this man sold that beat, but it was um MC Light, um, keep on keeping on. Mm. um, featuring escape. Uh, it was a sample beat. It was so, it was hard, it was new, it was funky, it was fresh. I wanted it so bad. And he sold it. And I've been trying to find something similar. And um, it just even I had a producer try to remake it, something like like, sample it and remake one for me and custom make one for me, it just didn't hit, like, the one that I wanted. So, I have needless to say um,
0: we never did that, and I'm upset. I can imagine how upsetting that is. I mean, shout out to MC Light. She's probably my yes. favorite. rapper. Oh, I love her. <laughs> oh, my God. MC Light is, like, bigo. Like, I listen to to Roughneck and wool Every day. Listen, okay. Every day, period. period. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that 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 is devastating. But but if there's ever a day that you ever just want to, you know, jack a beat, that would be the perfect beat to jack. I that would saying. be the
1: perfect beat. When I say I was looking for that one for my first album, like I had a song that even I think I still have a song in my um, phone, <laughs> but I just can't. I can't find it, so it's
0: like I don't know what to do now. I'm just sitting there. I'm gonna find it.
1: It's gonna sit there until I find it.
0: I absolutely love that. Well, if you need yeah. somebody to do that for a feature, call me because I don't like. I'm not active, active in music right now. But for MC Light, I will pick up a pen yeah. again. Trust me, believe. <laughs> for MC Light, oh, absolutely, That's a, yeah, wow. absolutely. And there's two other ones. I'm actually one that I really want. If I had to remake one, I really want to do a Missy or a Ludacris mm-hmm. song. I would they're both in my top five so <laughs> yeah I would, I would definitely <laughs> like I will still beat somebody up about Lil' Chris to this day listen okay and already have yeah, shout out to I you met know. him yeah I think I met him years ago
1: when I say he was like so pleasant it's like mm-hmm. it's, they always say you shouldn't meet your heroes but sometimes it's always it's great to meet them when they're pleasant and yeah, he was such a and missy, oh, I met my family, I met missy. I met him and Missy.
0: I've avoided Both. meeting girls for that reason. Oh, yeah. Now that I'm in the now with the with the places that this podcast is going, there is a possibility mm-hmm. that I could meet them at some point. I didn't kind of prepare myself for it, but yeah, baby, yes, God. But both of them are like the
1: most down to earth we ever meet. They don't like you. You if you didn't know they were celebrities, you wouldn't even know. They talked to like Ludacris talked to me the entire time. Missy talked to me. I played with her dog.
2: <laughs>
1: they just they just it was great meeting them too. And Trina, like, of course, i met her numerous. Times. I actually opened up for Trina when I first started. So oh, you, know, I I, you already know my bucket. List. I'm already you know I'm done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now I got what I needed. You remember that video when Nicki Minaj met Lauren Hill and, 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 and like she like bowed at her feet and like started crying. Mm-hmm. That would be me meeting Missy Elliott or Brandy. Oh yeah. Like I would probably have a fucking stroke. <laughs> I mean, I'm one of those people. Like I think I would be chill if I met anybody else. Even Brandy. Like even... Janet Jackson, Grace Jones, like those are the people like I consider to be the icons of my life, but I feel like I'm so ingrained in them at that point. Like I would be like so psyched out that I would be chill. But if Missy Elliott or Brandy walked in the room, I would probably pee on myself and cry. Like how Missy Elliott is like Beyoncé to me. Right. So like
1: I don't think there's nobody else that I can meet after her. Did it give me that give me that effect also look the fact that I've been in Atlanta for so long and celebrities is just like and now you know I worked at the airport for like 10 years so mm. I saw everybody for a year so after a while like when I first started I think the first year I worked there I looked like I was having an epileptic seizure every fucking 10 minutes it's like oh my god it's Rick Ross oh my god it's Sierra is that Carrie Hilton oh my, I'm like I was in there it's just like just eyes bugging just about to fall out every time and after about year 3 or 4 it was just like
2: yeah. Oh,
1: okay.
2: Hey. hey. <laughs> like.
1: Okay. Oh, hey. <laughs> <And> it <was>, like. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. like I'm, I'm done with this. I'm done with it. Like,
0: okay. I know all y'all now. So I'm a celebrity with y'all. <laughs> Monica. Um, you gonna need need to um check that bag, baby. How you doing today?
1: Okay. That's like, yeah, to me. I'm like, uh, uh-uh. are you cutting? Like, what are you doing?
0: Like, I need you stand in line with everybody else. I'm. Just, I don't care who you are. Like, I need you go to the back of the line. <laughs> Your check is, is no longer going, girl. You will need to re-register that, girl. Get to the Come back on. of the line. Exactly. Take you ain't ma'am. no cut the rear, ma'am. I don't care who you are. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> She's gonna wait like everybody else. <laughs> okay. Now, if somebody, let's say Live Nation, dropped a bag on you and said, we'll give you the money to put together your dream tour, bring out any of the people you want to, to uh, go with you. Who are the artists that you're calling to go on this ultimate tour with you? Oh my God. That's a good question. Um, me, of course,
1: is going to be my fave. It's going to be Missy, Luda, Trina, um, Kimberly Jones. Let me bring Kimberly.
0: Harriet. I would like
1: to bring Nikki in a perfect world, but you know, she got beef with some of everybody, So, but I would definitely want to throw her in there. She's down to do it, absolutely. And then, as I got the, these will be my headliners. You got your Nikki, you got Ludacris, you got Missy, you got Kim, you got Trina. I already know that's going to bring them. These bitches going to want to come see all of them. them that yeah. lineup, it's is going to want to come see. And then, of course, myself, and then all my independent artists in this industry are all coming well not all of them so i'm gonna tell you who's coming with me i got rico castanides coming tell it's coming um rico with a k is coming seven deep is coming um array is coming um Mm. tremel is coming um whoever i like i love i love love i love so many of these people um i am Bo. i will bring him bad boy rebel um Mm -hmm. Hemingway um, uh, who else who else who else who else I'm a Texas rapper Estelon the God I love him I would bring him as well um, yeah all my old, my whole camp's going to eat you best believe that Buzz Clown um, yeah uh, everybody's coming um, I read Ty Valentino I love me some Ty Rich Mm Untie, keep it cute, sis. Keep it cute, little tight. Who else? Who else? Who else? It's so many, but like I guess I'm just naming people that I'm like the closest with. So Mm -hmm. of course, yeah, that will be my my tour right there. And that right there, that's gonna be a show in itself. So (laughs)
0: what's that? Autumn
1: artist, yeah. Even um, uh, JJ Jones. Oh my God, I've seen him recently at the Royal Couch concert we just did.
0: Mm-hmm. OMG, love that!
1: I had no, I, that man puts on a motherfucking show, like Jesus. I was like, really? i thinking, I was gonna leave early. People we were leaving, we were there all night. I'm looking like, oh, who else has come perform? Like, I love all you people, but Jesus, we've been here for hours, and I'm getting sleepy. The head knows. No, this mug comes out with a stampede of models with, with a colon line. He had dancers, they had on gloves, titties out, whole cameras. He's on top of the bar. It's like, what the hell? I'm like, it's like it's Beyonce here. What is happening? I mean, it was I a wonderful it. time. Like he did his thing. Like he got I me, mean, like I said, I told my homegirl that full television. I said, bitch, we got to go. We gotta get back in the studio. We gotta get to cooking. Cause he's not about to come here and show me up like that.
0: I absolutely love that.
1: Yeah, love JJ. Absolutely. And JJ Jones too. I know that he's a least a lyricist too. And oh I love it. And shout Bugs got a shout out to Bugs too.
0: Hmm. Love that. What makes a perfect song to you? What
1: makes a perfect song to me? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I think sometimes I think too far into the songs. I kind of like think about I'd be looking at songs like um, one person I've learned one of my favorite artists that a lot of people don't know might like, shocks a lot of people. I attack songs like she does, and that's Latoya Luckett. Love. Um, yes, Latoya was saying something that is like it resonated with me because I do the same thing. She studies hit songs and she kind of like to find a formula. So what is it? So what I've noticed with a lot of rap songs, some of the most successful ones have a very catchy and repetitive hook. So I tried to embody that into a song, but I got like what would be catchy and catch on. Not only to make it a hit song, I want it to be versatile. I want it to be a hit song. I wanted people to move to it. I wanted people to want to make TikToks to it. I want people to think about that. Like I want to say something that's going to have people like give a shock factor. I think about all of those to try to throw them all into, you know, a, a formula for a song. So yeah, that's kind of like what I think. That's the formula is this catchiness. Um, a great hook. Your hook is what saves you. When people will like, will sing your song, they may not know your verses, but they'll know the hook. And that's just people here. That's not just independent artists. just people with music in general. I like, guess some songs I don't even know the verse, but I know the hook when they come on. So I feel like the proper formula to make sure you have a very catchy hook. And honestly, I suck at writing hooks. Like I'll be like, I'll have verses doing, and be like, I don't know what I'm saying. The hook, because i be like, I'm so critical of of, of, of the hook like they gotta be good and then sometimes my mind draws complete blank when it comes to that hook so um yeah good hook is a very good formula for, for any song honestly
0: <laughs> so that's my thing I feel you on that hooks are the bane of my existence I hate writing hooks I hate it. yes I hate writing them hate writing them like I'm, I'm gonna mess this up or not
1: I don't think it's gonna mess it up I, I think way I think way too far into it, way too far into it. It's just like, yeah, I can't, I think, and, uh, Yeah, I, I just think way too far. I be like, I don't like it, I don't like it. I'm very critical of everything I do, especially hooks. like, I went to that old song and I would scrap, like, four of like, like, <laughs> the like, I don't like that. rap, they be like, you know, I don't like that either. Say, it felt good yesterday, but I don't like it today.
0: <laughs> Been there. Yeah. How will your music change the industry?
1: Um, I think my music will change the industry because it's gonna give um that representation that I feel like we need. I mean, growing up and being you know gay in this world, I've never seen that representation of me. And the only is what I'm looking at now is a lot of representation we've seen now are kind of like you know, it's younger LGBT artists, if you will, like Saucy and Nolan Isaac are way younger than me. So it's just like, it's been nice to see that growing up and have something to look forward to. And then you gotta realize Saucy and Nas are two different artists. I'm a different artist. So just Absolutely. like we have variety from our, you know, straight male and female counterparts, I think we need the same thing for representation when it comes to LGBT representation in this community, in this hip hop community. You got Saucy, um, you know, he's like, he represents to me personally for like your, your more flamboyant and more feminine gay. And mm-hmm. I love that. Love Salt Lakedale. Then you got uh Nas. He gives you more of a little, you know, masculine vibe. But he does a different type. He gives you like a Doja Cat type feel. He real. He gets poppy. He does country. He dabbles with. You know, he does rap as well. But it's kind of like he's like a. He's not. He, he's. You can't really box him. But he's, he he right. gives you. He's he's just, oh, a different type of artist. Me, I feel like I'm real. Like you know. You would have you have. I'm like I would be your gay drink. Like I would give you exactly the Trina shit that you got it, that you're used to you'll get your party records, your nasty records from me and we haven't really got too much of that from Softy or not so like I said, we've had sex too everybody else talks about who we fucking they've been talking about who gay's been fucking for the past hundred something years now so let me talk
0: about it now I love we that need angle. that representation too I love that angle yeah very bad now, now, there was one question that I accidentally forgot to ask when, it were, when we were talking about the broadcasting chapter of your career. Mm-hmm. How does hosting the podcast with Tremell compare to co-hosting the Hey Mikey show on the radio? Um,
1: Honestly, like I said earlier, I really work well with others, so it really... I'm a team player. So basically like, for example, when we started, remember I'll tell you about when we first started radio, it was me, uh, Wayne Wonder, and Rico Casada. They were all doing, we, they, we were hired. We had auditions for a radio show and they just, they couldn't pick between the three of us so they just put us all on the show together. Now, right. um, what ended up happening was they were having so many creative differences. The other two guys, uh, Rico and Wayne, were having so many issues with, you know, the radio owner and the, management and they were like they wanted this done they wanted that done and me i am a team player you tell me a little piece i like it's just a hundred percent of a pie you give me my 33 i will take my 33 and work the hell out of my 33 and i will sit in my perspective corner and stay in my perspective lane um that's just the type of person i am everybody's not like that so eventually they end up getting fired and then i they end up giving me my own show so or I ended up having my own radio show on there for about a good six months. We were actually they wanted to renew it. Radio is cool, it's okay. It's just not something that I wanted. To do. So that's why I don't have a, uh, my radio show anymore because I just said I can't I don't really want to do this. And it took so, a radio season a lot of time. You got to be there at this at this exact time, every day, every week, and life happens to me sometimes. I can't make a radio slot a specific slot. let's just work work is the only probably slot and then even not that shape but I can't do that at a certain time every time um, I feel like with me and Tramel, we had a lot more um, lead way and a lot more I guess and we had a lot more lead way to do kind of like what we wanted to do because we were the creative directors, we were the hosts, we were the, uh, the planners we did everything we were the meeting board we were everything for um, the corporate mouth hey, Mikey's show was different because hey, Mikey's show is Mikey's show. So when I quit my radio show, Mikey wanted me to come do a show with him and then it ended up happening to where I ended up getting wrapped back in the radio again. So I'm like, I did not quit my show to come do it again. This is why I stopped doing radio because I am good at it. I'm not going to lie. Because honestly, when Mikey's um, show, is, a lot of people didn't know, like you have to work the, you know, the music and you got to be able to work the ones and twos and um, be able to work the equipment. Nobody in the radio knew how to do that but me. So Mikey didn't know how to do it. And then the other, the manager was glad to see me help him because he's like, well, I know you know how to do it. So I ain't got to sit in here with y'all. I know you can do it, which was cool. But it's like, I just don't really want to do this. So It was just like, I'm the interviewer. I'm the interviewee, not the interviewer. <laughs> so I'm like, I'll do, I do. when I did it for the corporate mouth, it was kind of like, we could do interviews when we wanted to. So it was like, uh, it's been about three weeks uh, we got an interview let's do three of them in one day and then we can just release them I can edit them on my um with my editing app and I can we can put them out every other week and we can keep the show and the channel moving that way radio is you just don't have it it's live it's every week I just want to do that and then it was like and then it was it came down to the radio like me and Amadi Van Vap kind of let Mikey do what he wanted to do we were just there as support so it wasn't too much different between working with between Hey Mikey show and The Corporate Mouth but um yeah, really wasn't much. I more I'm not gonna say I love Mikey, I love Amani. I enjoy working with both of them, but of course I would have to pick, you know, Tramail or anything for best friend. So I really enjoyed working with him and you know them too, but it's my much difference. I can do team players stuff, so I guess.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know that was a lot, real long. Nah, no, love bad. You're kinda mm-hmm. like You're like the Don Richard from the Danity Kane. Like, like you're just going to be in the group. Like, you can go and do your part, show up, sing your bars, and going on about your business. It's a job, you know? Yeah, yeah, that was
1: like Don. She did the same. Like, hey, I'm in a group. Like, if I do my solo shit, I'm going to do my solo shit, I'm going to do my own thing. But if I'm in a group, bitch, I'm going to take my part, you know, my business. (laughs) What you do in a group? But, you know, somebody's always a David Ruffin somewhere.
0: (laughs) There's always one some cases, too. <laughs> Nowadays, in most cases.
1: Yes, in most cases. usually like two. And i will be like, cause they were in there arguing. I'm telling you, i to be looking back and forth like, okay, well, I'm going to tap out when y'all figure it out.
0: Then let me know. I just came here to do my job yeah. and go home. <laughs> that me and you on the side. like, you're, uh, so Yeah. I, like I ain't going to do all that. Because I'm trying to go get some wings and <laughs> crab legs. Or, like, y'all playing.
2: <laughs> you know <laughs> it, me? I'm
0: already door It's already on the way.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, y'all go ahead. My food
1: is outside,
0: bro. I go get my, yes, well, well, go to get
1: to my wings, y'all better have it taken care of by the time I get back.
0: <laughs> right by the time I get through eating, y'all better fight. <laughs> y'all better have it solved. Period. Now, what do you think you fear more, success or failure? Um, failure there I talk, we have a lot of
1: conversations about oh my god, be careful what you look for when you get famous, you might not be able to hang with people all in your bit, be- this is all my business now and I ain't doing it. I'm just a web series person and truth be told I've only been literally in one web series for one season and mind you, it was web life and I was only on there because um, Tony Bryce that originally was supposed to have been on it dropped out and they said they needed more people they needed a, a dramatic factor in the show and they needed somebody that could bring a little bit more personality to the show that's the only web series I've really actually been in for some odd reason I've been so wrapped into the web world people don't realize that I've never really been on an actual web reality show Hmm. I don't know why but everybody think I have been on one It's like okay
0: (laughs) that is so funny yeah so
1: I don't understand that I I deal with people all my business now so yeah but that being said yeah success it's just a bigger engine of what of the one I'm already driving. <laughs> I love that I love vid. even my business. I love rumors.
0: I love that for you. I love it. Now, about now in that line of thinking, do you think you fear life or death more? Um right now I'm fearing life. Hell she
1: hard. <laughs> 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 but um I don't really fear death. I know it's we all have to go eventually, so that's not a problem for me. I just don't want it to come too soon to where I haven't did what I wanted to do yet. But if she comes, she comes. And hell I won't be here, so I guess it won't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Right now life is life and so she don't think only this is on my nerves right
0: now. <laughs> so if you knew when you were gonna go what is the one thing that you had to complete before your time was up? Um, honestly?
1: I think I've been really doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. Um, there's some places like, as far as traveling places, I have things I, I want to see and experience, which I'm trying my new thing for 2023 going forward. And at least try to do a couple of those things um, every couple months you know up until you know death (laughs) so I mean I'm not acting like I'm you know I got six months to live but yeah I dig that yeah um, oh sorry yeah but I'm gonna I'm not acting like I got six months to live or anything but hey I feel like if I just tell myself that oh maybe I might let's start knocking some of these uh, these things off my bucket list now as far as my com- career is concerned I've been doing a lot of that so I'm just waiting for somebody to pick it up and be like oh my god he's famous let's make him famous that's what we're waiting on right now
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, but, yeah that's it just traveling seeing things experiencing more stuff I'm really a homebody I'm really going nowhere same yeah activity for me is laying in bed like it's so much fun watching the old show like The nanny or a golden Girls or something
0: yes god oh my
1: god that is a day for me
0: so mine right now which has kind of been my thing for like the past two years but I always say right now like I just picked it up is <laughs> is watching old episodes of 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 Wheel of Fortune when it was a daytime show oh, from god. like wheel oh <laughs> Watching 80s episodes of Wheel of Fortune is a key for me. It is it so is. good. Oh, it is so good. Anyway, do you think you found yourself yet? Actually, no. I'm
1: finding something new about myself every day. I love that. Every single day. So, what's Constantly does... changing.
0: Hey. Okay don't stop exactly excuse me what does oh, you the did. that you've become today tell your younger self in retrospect what does the carl today tell carl at five years old when you first realized you were talented um,
1: what I would tell my younger self is: stop being so scared of what people are going to say or people are going to think. Live for you and stop trying to live for other people. That could have saved me a, a lot of time. I grew up being a, a people pleaser, making sure that everybody around me was satisfied and they could. Um, I do what they wanted me to do. I feel like if I got out of that early. I'm probably going to be somewhere else today. I never did what I wanted to do. I did what people wanted me to do. And now, I'm doing what I want to do. That you should. Yeah. And I'm a lot happier.
0: Good. That's what matters. Period. That's how I feel. What do you want your stamp on the entertainment industry to be? Stamp. I want my
1: stamp to be, when you take a K-star, you gonna think of great show, great personality, and a good time. Mm. It's off rip. You already know that if you know, you see that on the box docket, you know if you're in for a show, you're in for a good time. That's it. I just wanna Mm. be a fun bitch.
0: Mm. (laughs) What keeps you up at night?
1: Stress, bills, life, anything that's due. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, if I left the top off of something,
0: it's weird. Top. I left that. Did I leave the top
1: on? Yeah, like, like that. It's weird. Did I leave it up If I had an event or a show or something and I think I may have missed something or I didn't do something like as good as I could have done, I would literally be in the bed thinking about shit like this. And be, uh, just thinking about it. Like, ooh, I don't know. Did I twirl? Did I step step one or step step two? Damn, if I step step two, I'm probably gonna look stupid on that video. Like, I'd be doing shit like this. I am doing Nobody criticizes me more than me.
0: <laughs> now, that is something that is very common. We are all... <laughs> Where it's crazy. Yeah.
1: Okay, so, so we it'd be like, ooh, you look stupid in there. <laughs> that that's the shit I'll be in a bit about.
0: Mm. How do you wanna be remembered?
1: Um I just wanna be remembered as like the greatest entertainer of all time that's all I remember when you think about me like that car was something right there and I want to remember he was something
0: I absolutely love that yeah and I want people like if
1: I die I want people I feel like this may come up at some point if I like you know die they can reference this break they can reference this interview (laughs) I want people all sit around here crime and shit like I'm I'm pretty sure if we have a funeral y'all knew I was dead like a week ago
0: so, put the music on and don't oh. have it at church I'm dead as fuck you say y'all, you know, y'all be- like a concert <laughs> hall or
2: something
0: you know like yeah, I didn't go to church every Sunday so
1: why would I have my body placed right here yeah I know I'm there no, it wasn't no. don't put me in no church you gotta find one like you gonna know me <laughs> that is
0: hilarious
1: yeah I'm just saying and don't either. put me in nothing ugly either. If you don't already <laughs> cremate me, don't put me in no ugly ass. No ugly, nothing ugly. Put me in something that you know i would wear. It yeah, ain't got to be no suit. No, put me in one of my performance outfits. That'd be cute. And make sure my yeah. makeup is not ugly.
0: You just bury me in one of my costumes.
1: Mm hmm. Burn me in the costume, you know. Because I don't want no other bitches wearing it.
0: <laughs> I'm so dead. <laughs> You lost me, egg. Y'all knew I was dead a week ago. Y'all oh, for? What y'all crying for? I'm dead.
1: <laughs> I am dead. Okay. Jesus, y'all, <laughs> y'all still dead. crying? Why are y'all
0: crying? a week ago. Like, bro, y'all been <laughs> not know this has happened already. I'm so over it. <laughs> Is there anything that you want to share with my audience and I that I didn't cover in our conversation today?
1: No, you covered that. You good. this is thorough. When I said you covered everything. I'm like, damn, these questions i know. you actually this is the one of the first interviews I've had. will ask questions that I've never answered before.
0: Oh wow, thank you. Usually I
1: have my answers already preloaded. I said, damn, I can't even preload for this. <laughs> 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 hey, nobody ever asked me that. <laughs> thank um, you. One thing, you are welcome. This was great. Um, one of the things I can I will let everybody know is that support us independent artists. And support don't mean that you got to go out and spend a month. Because my, my albums, I feel my albums is like $7. So if you want to buy that, I'm here for that. But if you don't, just stream it. Post it. Do some TikToks to it. Like the Instagram post. <laughs> I mean, that's all you got to do. And I don't call a lot. Just support us. If you, it ain't got to be me. If you find one that you like, support them. It ain't got to be me. Just find somebody you support us. Like, one make a it recited light on everybody. Just support us. It's like the same way you listen to them Nicki tracks over and over and over. It's some, it's some artists out there that give you the same thing that need the money. She don't need it no more. <laughs> but uh, we just
0: <laughs> Okay. We got $100 million. Okay, she help
1: can, us, we poor.
0: She can lose a couple streams, girl.
1: Look, you can say the same thing. Do what I do. Like I take all mainstream artists and I put independent artists and I just, I spin the block, like. Definitely. everybody get everybody get a stream same way i play them i play i play i just have to listen to more independent artists not the mainstream that's what people telling me like well, those rapper, and i'm i don't even know who they are i don't know independent artists i don't even know exactly who they are <laughs> but the mainstream well, I, I don't really listen that much of it no more but yeah that's all i have to leave with the audience just you know support us help us these podcasts so help us please and thank you <laughs> yeah yeah please help us we, we just need help
0: we just we need exposure that yeah. part, manage know, subscribe, follow, do all the things. Period. Speaking of what is next for you, and where can we find you and all the things that you want to promote? Okay, you will find the best way to be my Instagram, which is the Carl J
1: Star, and that's T H E E C A R L J S T A R R long as think i think about changing it but right now that's where everybody's finding me at so um mm. uh, that'd be the best part to get that um i do a lot of work with um ttb trap so i know if i have anything there i'll uh, you will see things posted there um um t news blog um i do a lot of work with him too so you'll see a lot of my stuff is if i do something with blogs will happen so <clears throat> they be posting my shit before i even post it
2: yeah love
1: that yeah um yeah me too <laughs> um yes yeah, that's, that's what right now is just the first thing that's gonna come up is gonna be the hood host EP me and tell it um we're doing that um that should be coming out probably in the next month by March and then um I have an album coming out like in June and I think he has one come out either in May or July I'll forget if it's either a month before me or a month after mine okay. so, but um yeah we about to be y'all about to be prepared to be sick of me okay? hey because it's, it's coming down like just get prepared just i say just subscribe um follow me and just you know hold on tight hold y'all on be deep. mad in a minute like if this bitch don't sit down yeah. no um, <laughs> I'm no not. no
0: no thank you i'm up <laughs> now
1: i didn't tell tell her i said we ain't not want a club or nothing no more every time we go out it's a funny event if it ain't event, we ain't doing it.
0: That part of it. We outside. But... Yeah,
1: we outside for business. I'll drink it just business related. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. I love it. Look, I was drinking last night. It was business related. Even though I got really drunk because it was so much liquor, but
0: I finished one of songs. I wanted to do the was- other one, but I didn't. <laughs> It, it was so much liquor because it was so much business. <laughs> it was so much business, but it was so much liquor. Well, it was so much business. So we
1: drank mm-hmm. so much. So we had drunk so much liquor. So.
0: <laughs> well, congratulations. Well, thank you so much. Of course. And on that note, children, that has been our show. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me to facilitate this conversation and You're I want to a special 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 thank you to my guest K Star for blessing the podcast. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Of course, thank you for having
0: me It was wonderful I miss That. Anytime, come back anytime when that Yeah, when, when stuff drop, I'm coming right on there. So we want to press to it, is. so y'all be the first one. Yeah. I am here. You are a friend of the show now, officially. Come back period. anytime. You want to shoot the shit? Let me know. Oh, I'm a shit shooter. <laughs> come back anytime. I will always be here.
1: Okay, period.
0: Now, with that being said, I want to remind all of you guys listening, like I do every episode, to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. I am Brian K. James. This has been Real Reality Realness, and until next time, I love every single one of you from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message and misbehave yourselves. Peace. Bye, guys. That is a message. what's going on everybody brian k james here and i'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by outlander media network outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web from the farthest reaches invading your space we appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner outlander I am Brian K. James and this is Real Reality Realness.